0: Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And
1: I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash
0: cruiseradio. On this show, Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network will join us. This show is all about family travel, so if you have kids of any age, whether it's babies, toddlers, tweens, or teens, you got to hear this show.
1: She has loads of information. It's going to be a great
0: show. The first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt and Doug. First, let's cover this very, very serious topic. It's, it's sad to hear because we were, we were just on the ship, the Norwegian Epic. Apparently, a young man died.
2: Yeah, it's uh, certainly unfortunate. The Norwegian Epic had to uh, return back to the port of Miami uh, late uh, Saturday night because a 21-year-old passenger... Suffered an apparent heart attack, oh uh, resulting from an alleged uh, uh, food reaction, to uh, allergic food reaction. So they had to bring the ship back, and this is not uncommon. This is I've been on ships where they've they've turned around to deal with uh, passenger emergencies. Uh, they offloaded the passenger, and the ship was uh, on its way by uh, probably about uh, 3 a.m.
0: Autopsy not out though yet, right? No. All right, Crystal announced that they are uh, switching to Crystal Symphony sailings next spring for the Mexican Riviera itineraries.
2: Yeah, another cruise line is uh, changing uh, its, its itineraries away from the Mexican Riviera in, in hopes of some, probably some higher yields. Uh, so they've got uh, a northbound and a southbound trip now uh, doing uh, California coastals where it will visit uh, Santa Barbara, San Francisco, Seattle, the very exciting Astoria, Oregon, and uh Victoria, British Columbia. And they've got some really good uh fares where they're offering uh pricing from as low as 26.95 per person on the April 10th and April 17th sailings and if you book by I believe it was uh August 30th they're going to include free air
0: hmm.
2: from uh, most US gateways. So, you know, Crystal, uh, you know, certainly a very be- uh one, it's a great line and it's a terrific ship so it's it's a wonderful opportunity to experience what uh six star cruising is all about
1: And all these ships pulling out of Mexico isn't that going to screw their economy
2: well i i from my uh calculations uh Los Angeles uh, and san diego are i mean it's it's gonna affect them to the tune of over about a half a million passengers
0: oh wow
2: so it's it's significant, but uh the good news is in two thousand eleven uh, Disney wonder will be uh begin sailing. Uh, which will be a first positive uh, take uh, to Mexico in many years.
1: What's going to be a turning point to get chips back into Mexico?
2: Well, right now uh, the it's the problem is the there's not enough demand, which means that the lines are having to, to, to lower the pricing to even, um, I mean, drastically lower their their pricing in order to entice the passengers. Well, that's that was the reason why Royal Caribbean uh, is is moving Mariner of the Seas out of there. Uh, in January, because they they need to get higher you know higher yields on their ships. Mm-hmm. So, what well, what's going to happen is there's going to have to see some improvement on on the demand and the pricing in the market because uh, Princess in 2011 also announced uh, a further reduction uh, of their sailings. So it's what it's going to take is it's going to take higher demand and higher pricing. Otherwise, right. it's just going to continue because also keep in mind besides Royal Caribbean being totally uh, pulling out of Mexico uh, Carnival has pulled uh, several of their ships. Uh, they're down uh, to just you know, two ships. Uh, San Diego is no longer a year-round uh, cruise port. And um, NCL pulled out as well, completely.
1: So I read earlier this week that the Carnival Corporation is expanding their European brands, ordering a new AIDA ship.
2: Yeah, believe it or not, this will be the seventh new ship that they've ordered for them in the past six years. It's going to be a 71,000-ton ship. For twenty one hundred and ninety two passengers, so in, in all, I mean the, the Spanish market is is suffering, but uh, the German market uh, is is doing ex- exceptionally well. So that uh, warrants another new ship for them.
0: Here we go again. Got to bring up Brownsville.
2: <laughs> well, one of it seems to be one of my favorite subjects as of late. That uh, they've actually named a a cruise steering committee uh, to discuss the viability of of having a cruise port and they got uh... this brownsville
0: texas brownsville, by
2: the Brownsville, and here, here you go you ready yeah matt they've got about as much chance of <laughs> landing a cruise ship as they do of luring the lakers from los angeles Hello! <laughs> i did not know that
0: I, I, i'm sorry that i haven't gotten the mayor of brownsville online here
2: yet. We, we really should because his name is in here okay what's his name his name is bob pinkerton Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. That's um he's from Padre Island. I'll I'll send you this release, but you okay. know what? We really I would love to do a Absolutely. I would really think we we should do a foursome for next week.
0: Absolutely. We should also get him on the line.
2: Um <laughs> You know, maybe him, the port director. I mean, what are these people thinking?
0: All right, so uh, let's move on to Falmouth, Jamaica. They, they may not be ready. Is this right?
2: Well, the, the reports are uh, continuing to come in that this, this port, which was a long shot to begin with, considering uh, Jamaica, as beautiful as it is in certain areas, has always had problems with the passengers. So instead of uh, Montego Bay or Ocho Rios, Royal Caribbean thought, hey, let's go to Falmouth, uh, Jamaica, and build a port there. But the the whole area is in such, uh, you know, quoted, it's it's in deplorable condition, that they're not in any condition to accept passengers. And, I mean, they're only two months away from the first ships, which are two Holland America ships, uh, starting in October and then through December. And then, you know, you've got Royal Caribbean ships beginning. Uh, They're not ready. And I wouldn't be, you know, too surprised if they decided to put this off into 2011. I don't think they're going to walk away from the project, but you know, from early reports, one, the project is is not even close to being ready. The police station apparently there has a tree running through it, and uh, there's just really nothing there to you know for passengers to do. So I don't see them pulling in anytime soon.
0: Any other ports being considered?
2: Yeah, believe it or not, the uh, Royal Caribbean is considering uh, a new port uh, called Placencia. Belize instead of Belize City because of a lot of the unrest that has been going on. Uh. So uh, that 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 is definitely something that they're considering, but there's a problem, and that's the local residents. According to a straw survey, are <laughs> uh, they're not wild about the idea. So that that could be uh, some time away. But you know, of course, when you see the big dollars. And, uh, you know, of course, cash is king. And when they see the uh, economic benefits that will come of it, I mean, all they have to do is take a look. They can pull a page out of the Brownsville uh, feasibility study <laughs> and realize how important cruising could be to their community. They may change their mind. Yeah.
0: All right, Stuart, uh, we'll get back with you later in the show with your hot deals. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on radio channel or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? One.
1: Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise
0: one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Or Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise, cruise around, around the home? whole world? I've got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one? Medicine you on your way. Cruise one? Number one. has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com Number one in cruising nationwide Cruise One Each week, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's editor's picks of the week. This time, two great travel products for your next cruise and for everyday use. One Porthole editor says she first tried H20 Plus products on a Disney Wonder Cruise where there were actually the products in the cabin. The hydrating body butter and solar relief gel really helped relieve the sting after too much time in the sun. Uh, After that cruise, she's tried other H2O products and especially loves the Oasis collection, which are all... Super nourishing products for the face. Uh, the best part about this line is that the products are water based and oil free, so they don't feel greasy or clog your pores. The Face Oasis hydrating lotion, for example, even contains an SPF 30, which makes it a good everyday face lotion. You can check out the whole line at h2oplus.com.
1: The other product's too cool. It's from Archport Shoes. They've introduced an Archport walking sandal called Yogi Stash, in which you can stash your uh, keys, ID, credit cards, and cash all in the solar your shoe. While they were initially designed for trips to and from the yoga studio, they're also perfect for going ashore in port, hanging out poolside on the Lido deck, or during an onboard spa treatment. You can learn more at archport.com.
0: Check out the pics of the week at porthole.com. We're very pleased to have our next guest. We met her aboard NCL's Norwegian Epic not too long ago. She is the managing editor and publisher for the family travel network she is nancy shredder welcome to cruise radio
3: thank you so much it's great to be here
0: we had fun not too long ago
3: oh my gosh and that is a great ship and so fun for families there's so much to see and do on that ship
0: tell us uh, first of all uh, a little bit about the family travel network
3: well the family travel network is the go-to site for family travel information family vacation planning and ideas resort and cruise reviews deals family travel tips and more So we we sort of cover the gamut, we cover all types of family vacations, so it's really easy for us to compare and contrast cruising with other types of family vacations that are out there, which, which makes it fun.
1: So what type of families is a cruise vacation good for?
3: Well, really, families are all sorts of families love cruising. With all the ships and choices that are out there, just about any type of family would enjoy a cruise vacation. One of the biggest advantages for family these days with cruises is all the home ports that are available out there. So it's really easy for families to go on a tropical or Caribbean vacation and simply just drive their car to the port. There's more than 20 of these home ports in the United States and Canada, so it eliminates all the cost of air travel and all the hassles and with kids, you know, those those tickets and all the hassles of, you know, going in and out of the airports are, are really crazy. Cruising is a really great option for families who are looking for a great value and and also, you know, they want to experience as many destinations as possible in a short period of time. It's really one of the only vacations that I know of that lets families play on one island and then go to another and hit another island the next day. It's like there's so many playgrounds and so little time, and you have so much fun. So it it works out really well.
1: We get this question a lot on the show. Uh, What should families look for in choosing a cruise line and a ship in specific
3: First of all, I think the most important thing is to sort of back up and think about what your favorite family vac- family vacations have been. Sort of what's what's been key in making those successful? Was it, you know, great pools? Was it lots of beach time? Did you like lots of time together as a family? or was it a great kids program so you and you know your spouse could sort of get away and you know do things on your own so you really have to sort of think about you know what what you've enjoyed what you want what you like to do and the sort of the way that you like to vacation are you somebody that likes lots of independence and you like to go off on your own with no schedule at all or do you like a lot of structure do you like to know sort of how your day is going to go and when you start looking at the kinds of family vacations you've loved and what has made them successful, it's a lot easier to pick the cruise line and the ship because cruise lines and ships are different, and you know, a great cruise travel agent can help you in doing that, but it's a lot easier for them to help you if you've done some of the homework in advance. So you, know, you can sit there and ask yourself, is it, is it really important that your kids have a great kids program? And if so, you'll want to get some information about the kinds of facilities they offer, the ratio of kids to counselors, counselor qualifications, those kinds of things. The next thing to think about is, do you like to be in constant touch with your kids? I mean, do you, is it great to just sort of leave them and run off at the kids' program, or do you want to sort of know what they're doing all the time? And if so, you know, lines like Royal Caribbean and Princess provide pagers for parents, and that might work out really well for you. NCL does that too, but it's primarily for special needs kids, kids in diapers, because they right. don't change diapers, so you have to come back to help your kid out changing diapers. And a lot of people have a problem with that. Then you can start to think about other things, too. We have a lot of parents who say to us, you know, the, the kids' programs are nice every once in a while, but we're the kind of family that likes to spend a lot of time together. We don't get to see each other a whole lot. So our family vacations are really about time bonding together as a family, then you might want to look at lines like Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Disney, and even Norwegian's New Epic. All of those provide a lot of family programs where people can do things together, like you know, T-shirt painting, uh, making pizzas, Nickelodeon-themed games, you know, different things like that, um, and that's important. And then back to that issue about, you know, do you like lots of independence or do you like structure? My husband is one of these people who is incredibly independent and he hates feeling like he's on... Uh, you know, a piece of cattle on a ship or something like that. He hates right. the whole cattle call feeling. So for him, he really loves Norwegian's freestyle cruising because it's, you know, he has this choice of, you know, 10 or more restaurants. He doesn't have a structured time. A lot of other cruise ships have that sort of more, you know, freestyle or my family time dining on on Royal Caribbean. But, you know, you need to think about, how, how you like to vacation, and if that independence is really important to you, then you need to look for ships that have those kinds of, you know, freestyle or as-you-wish types of dining and less structure. And then if you have babies or teens in your family, you'll really want to look for cruise lines and ships that cater to those age groups. And that's where we really get the most questions The you know, not so much in the middle, but, oh my gosh, I have a baby or a toddler, what's going to be best for me? Or I have a teen, I don't want to go crazy, what's going to work best that way?
0: Well, since you bring it up, what, what, what are the lines that are best for babies or toddlers specifically? Well,
3: for, yeah, for babies and toddlers, Disney does very well. The minimum age to sail there is 12 weeks, so they have this great flounders. Reef Nursery for kids that are 12 to 36 months old, but it costs extra, and you need to sign up as soon as possible, and there's a a maximum number of hours, so it's one of these, you know, all the parents rush in to to sign up as soon as possible. Um, There's no in-cabin babysitting there, though, but there is some great water play area for the little ones near the Mickey's Pool and they have this great baby's essential delivery program through Baby's Travel Light. So you don't have to be worrying about lugging all of those, you know, baby diapers and mm. baby, you know, essentials with you right. especially when you're flying. That's really insane. Rural Caribbean is another one that's really great uh, for babies and toddlers. Their minimum age to sale is generally six months. But they've partnered with Fisher Price for this Royal Babies and Royal Tots program. So it's sort of a, um, a parent and child sort of bonding experience. There's a nursery available on Oasis of the Seas, which is wonderful. And then Royal Caribbean is one of the the great lines that has these baby splash zone areas on the Freedom and Oasis class ships. And that's important because, and a lot of times parents don't think about it until it's too late and they're already on the ship, a lot of people like water play while they're on, on a cruise. And if you've got a baby that's still in diapers, if the cruise ship doesn't have these sort of baby splash zones kids have to be out of diapers in order to be in the pool so you know parents are saying you know geez, i went on the ship and i thought it was going to be this really fun cruise with my baby but there was you know like they couldn't get in the pool and it was horrible royal caribbean's freedom and oasis class ships have that so that's great royal caribbean also has this babies on the go program just like disney does where they deliver all the baby essentials to your room when you arrive so that one's really nice too um, carnival is another good one uh, because they're the, um, the kids don't have to be potty trained to participate in their camp carnival program, and their program starts at two years of age. So if you have a toddler that's two and maybe not potty trained, as a, you know, a lot of kids aren't at that point, um, that would be another good one for you. Um, NCL is a good, another good one. Cunard is great if you have the money. Um, they're, they have complimentary nannies uh, for kids a year and up on some ships, so that works out really nicely. But the key for if you have babies and toddlers is to really, again, look at it ship by ship, talk to a, a cruise agent who understands and specializes in cruising and families, and ask them, you know, these are the things that are really important to us, what ships really have that.
1: A few minutes ago, we were talking about teens. Uh, What ships are most likely to have them saying, Mom, Dad, that ship was awesome?
3: Ah, yeah. Well, must-haves for teens are their own areas. Teens like to be with other teens. They mm-hmm. don't want to be with parents. So um, they really love to have things like designated teen-only discos, lounges, sun decks, and really active teen programs with great counselors. Counselors can make or break a teen program. So you know you want to go with, with cruise lines that really specialize and understand in teens. The other thing that's great is some lines have youth spa programs. And I will tell you that teenage girls absolutely love that. Royal Caribbean's Voyager class, Freedom class, Oasis class ships are really great with <laughs> teens. They're like floating teen paradise playgrounds with tons of activities and teen-only areas where there are no adults allowed. And the other important thing is that the teens are invited into into two age groups. There's a 12 through 14 and a 15 through 17 category on those ships. So that's really important because if, if you know any, you know, 16-, 17-year-old kids, they really don't want to be hanging out with 12- to 13-year-olds, and <laughs> and that right. will make the program deader than a doornail faster than you can say boring. So they they really don't want to do that. Carnival is another really good one. Um, Liberty, Freedom, Splendor, Valor, Dream, they're all good vets. They have great teen discos. They have lots of activities, teen spa programs, which, again, the teen girls love. And, again, the teens are divided into those two age groups, 12 to 14, 15 to 17. And and age group classifications are critical. Um, Norwegian is so much fun because of some of their newly designed ships, Oasis, Pearl, Jewel, Jade, Gem, they all give kids that freestyle cruising experience. And the teens, one of the things that teens really love about cruising is the independence that they have on the ship. So um, that whole freestyle cruising, do what you want, when you want, that really appeals to them. Um, Norwegian also has this special teen passport program that they'll give you a special deal on smoothies and non-alcoholic drinks for teens. Um, and then they have that great onboard bowling area on the gym and the Pearl and the Oasis, which I don't know. I love it, and I always see teens in there, so it, it looks like fun. <laughs> and and the, again, the the teen clubs and discounts or our discos are wonderful.
0: As uh, yeah, I'm sorry.
3: Um, and other good possibilities, Disney is good if you have a teen and maybe some younger siblings. Uh, Disney has great teenage areas for just teens, and, of course, it works really great for the younger kids, too. And then Princess is a really great bet for teens if you're looking at a multi-generational trip where you're going to have grandparents on board, parents, teens, and younger kids. Princess works well for that.
0: I don't mind saying that as a father of a daughter, I enjoy getting pedicures with her. <laughs> Um, of, of course, she's she's only five, so she she enjoys it now. But wait till she's a teenager; she will be completely embarrassed.
3: Oh, I know, Bye. and then she'll want to do her her own <laughs> thing, you know. But but you'll but be, I'll be right there this. by her side getting a pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> spe- we're
0: speaking with Nancy Shredder, who is the uh, managing editor and publisher for a Family Travel Network. Uh, you mentioned the babies, the toddlers, and the teens. What about the tweens?
3: Oh, well, the, the tweens, those, those kids, they're sort of in the middle all the way from, you know sort of early school age, all the way up to tweens. The great thing is there's so many cruise lines that are great for those age groups. I mean, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Norwegian, Disney, Princess, Costa, and even Holland America for multi-generational vacations. All of those have really good in-between programs. The really important thing, if you have kids in that sort of school-age bracket, is to look for the age splits in your in your kids' programs. And that can be the make-or-break difference if you've got either a worldly kid who, you know, really has been on a lot of cruises, really knows their way around, and is in the top of an age classification on one ship. You might want to look at another cruise line where maybe they're either at the bottom of the next highest up or, you know, in the middle because... Because that's where we generally see the problems with elementary and tween kids is when they're at the top of an age classification and they're saying mom you know my whole group is full of babies and i you know already know how to do this stuff so definitely look at that also look at onboard amenities and kids' family programming. And again, this is where insights from your cruise travel agent are, are really important to, to really take and match your family's interests and profile with the right cruise line and the right ship.
0: Do the ships have special rooms for families?
3: Absolutely. You- and it's really important, uh, especially if you're planning to put all of you in one room. I mean, our family is a family of four and we've cruised in you know, a, an inside cabin for four as well well as you know up to a a suite so we've done all the different the different types of uh, configurations as well as you know gotten connecting rooms or rooms across the hall from each other so I have a a pretty good feel for this Um, the family staterooms on carnivals conquest and splendor class ships are fantastic you get uh, the square footage that you would normally get in an outside balcony, but it's in your room. So you have these floor-to-ceiling windows, and it's sort of um, pushed out, and you've got this extra footage that's really great. There, we did a, a cruise on the Carnival Valor, and that extra footage in our in our room really made a difference. Um, Disney ships have these very large deluxe family staterooms with verandas that are are really large. They're well laid out for families. Disney really sort of thought of the layout and how to do it just right. And they have this wonderful privacy curtain between the parents and the kids' beds that's really nice, too. Norwegian offers 30 different stateroom categories, some of which are really, really great for families. And particularly uh, if you're trying to get a large group of people, maybe it's a multi-generational trip, uh, you're trying to get this large group of people all in one place. They have these large family suites that offer lots of privacy and room to spread out for everybody, but they're all contained in the same area, which is really good. Uh, uh, Royal Caribbean, same thing. They've got newer ships that have very innovative cabins designed just for families, and interestingly enough, all the way from inside family staterooms to lavish family suites. The inside family staterooms are, you know, that's something that's newer coming out, and I think all of the cruise lines are really looking at offering special staterooms for families and how they can do it right. Um, and families like us a lot of times like to get two connecting or separate cabins to just allow you more privacy um, but the important thing to remember on that is to generally book early because those connecting rooms and even the family state rooms and quad cabins those tend to go early so a lot of times you know families parents will call us and say well you know i'm waiting for that deal and so you know i'm, I'm going to wait until you know 60 days before or whatever and we're planning to go for spring break and i'll say okay well so you know what do you have there and they say well you know i've got four people that we want to put in a room and the deal is no don't do that because i've seen so many families get left out in the cold or have to take separate cabins you know on on different decks or whatever just to be able to get in so if you want those kinds of state rooms do it early
1: what should families think about when picking a shore excursion
3: Well, I think shore excursions are really a very, very important part of the cruise experience. And picking the right ones can really make a huge difference to the success of your vacation. And, you know, here again, this is one of these times when you should really come back and think about what, what's unique about my family, what do we really like to do, what fun things do we enjoy, and build those kinds of interests and activities into your shore excursions. Um, a couple things to consider, though, if you're, you know, cruising with families are the time the shore excursion leaves, uh, really don't, think it's advisable unless you know that your teen really wants to do this to plan a short excursion that leaves at 8 a.m. if you've got a teen who's been out until, you know, one in the morning and really loves to sleep in late. Um, So, you know, when you're booking your excursions, really talk to the whole family. Have a family powwow or family group meeting and say, here's the short excursions that I'm thinking about. Here's when they leave, you know, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to get up and you know be out the door and you know on a tender by 8 a.m. Is that something that you can do? Um, the second thing is the length of the shore excursion. If if you have a you know fidgety little kid with a short ex, if you have a fidgety little kid with a short attention span, uh, really think about whether you want to take them on a seven hour tour. That's a tour of the island or something. Usually, small fidgety kids don't do well with long extended bus trips. Um, and then another thing to think about is you really know your kids and your kids' special is, uh, issues. And if you have kids who have motion sickness, um, you know, really need to eat lunch or have snacks at a particular time, then look carefully at the shore excursions you're thinking about and, you know, don't take an excursion that's going to be in a bus going around lots of curves for four hours on a long island tour of St. Lucia. Your kid will get sick and go crazy, and so will you. Um, And then once again, try to match your kids' interests with the shore excursions. If your kids are really interested in beach, sun, or they they love nature and wildlife or water sports, then try to choose something that really fits your entire family's interests. And maybe even think about getting everybody together if you have different interests and say, okay, let's try to do one thing that each person really wants to do. So, you know, you pick one, we'll pick one, and go that way.
1: Nancy, when we met you on the Epic last month, you were telling us all about this cruise for Haiti. Uh, Please share with our listeners what that's all about.
3: Oh, it's going to be a fantastic cruise. The cruise for Haiti leaves Miami on November 14th aboard Royal Caribbean's Liberty of the Seas. And there are three organizers, myself, Rich Tucker, and Carrie Finley-Bajak. And all of us came together via social media after the haiti earthquake and we really wanted to find a way to keep the plight of haiti's people top of mind raise donations for charities who are helping the haitian people and bring just loads of in-kind donations with us on the cruise so this particular cruise benefits two 501c3 irs you know designated charities who have been active in haiti since well before the earthquake the first one is airline ambassadors um, which has been down there doing amazing work, and the second is uh, for Haiti with with Love, which is an organization that's been active in northern Haiti, uh, up by Labadie since right. the late 1960s, um, and they've been doing. They have an uh, an orphanage there. They have a uh, free 24-hour medical and burn clinic. It's the only one of its kind on the island. Uh, They have a food bank, and they also uh, build homes for people who have been left homeless by the earthquake. Um, And our group is raising thousands of dollars in aid already uh, for these two groups. And we're going to be bringing over 5,500 pounds of food packs, medical supplies, and Christmas gifts for the orphans at the For Haiti With Love Orphanage with us when we come. It's just going to be a great time. The the cruise is really a celebration of the culmination of all of our hard work in raising donations and awareness. Um, And in addition to giving back and bringing all these donations to Haiti, our group is also going to be giving back in all of the other ports of call that we're visiting. So in St. Martin, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Haiti, we'll be doing things for disadvantaged kids in, in those areas. So... If people are interested in coming along and cruising with us and and experiencing this volunteerism type of experience, um, they can visit our website at www.cruiseforhaiti, the number four, haiti.com for more information.
0: She is the managing editor and publisher for Family Travel Network, Nancy Shredder. A great pleasure to have you with us. So good to talk to you.
3: Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. It was great. on
2: the cruise guy is back
0: with your hot deals.
2: Holland America has got their uh, their traditional three-day sale going on, where they've got uh, Caribbean sailing starting at just $449 per person for seven nights, including their new Amsterdam, which uh, is at $549, and Eurodam, which came out a few years ago, uh, is down to uh, $499 per person. Uh, another sale going on. Celebrity is, is having some difficulty sailing their August 29th sailing, and they've got pricing on verandas starting from Just. you guys ready? I'm ready. Last week we said $6.99. The week before that it was $7.99. So what do you think it's going to be this week? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. 5.99. What? <laughs> for a veranda. Get out. They've got suites <laughs> for August and September sailings doing Eastern and Western Caribbean. Sky suites selling from just $949 per person, which is really, really, really a a stellar opportunity for people looking for August-September sailings, and uh, Princess Cruises has got their uh, three-day sail commencing this week on, uh, on Wednesday going into Friday. Where they've got Caribbean sailings. You guys ready for this?
0: No, I'm not quite ready. Here we go. Hold on, let me sit down.
2: All right, sit down. Go this, ahead. This is, this is gonna be hard. This is gonna be a hard one for you. Hey,
0: go ahead. That's what you said. Seven nights,
2: Eastern and Western Caribbean, starting from just three hundred ninety-nine dollars per person.
0: Thanks, Stuart. You can find him at CruiseGuy.com or follow him on Twitter at CruiseGuy. And as always, you
1: can follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and join our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio.
0: Next week, we go aboard the Carnival Dream once again, I should say. What an amazing ship. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio.